Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, and welcome to NARC, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Collaborators, home of NARC Troopers. If you like today's episode, visit me at NARC Troopers to find more podcast articles, uh, video vlog, and some trooper toolkit uh, that you can get to launch your recovery into hyperspeed. Okay, so today we're going to talk about a reality check for survivors of narcissistic abuse. And we're going to talk about the things that we need to remember in order to get free from the trauma. You know, it's so easy to get lost in the woods when we stray off the path to entertain an irresistible and decadent wolf in sheep's clothing. In fact, when we venture out into the wild with these beautiful beasts, it is also easy to fall into a rabbit hole, get stuck in a trap, or forget our way back. The scariest part of all of this is that we don't even look for a rescue after a while. We step into a world of savage beauty and fierce danger, closing our eyes and only feeling their warm, soft hand as they lead us to their sacrificial altar where we will be slaughtered and consumed. Anything that remains is simply burned to ashes. There will be no trace that you ever even existed. You are devoured, gobbled up, torn to pieces, shreds even, annihilated. It is incomprehensible to imagine the horrors of being eaten alive. And the worst part is that you allow it. You lust for it, long for it, passively bearing your vulnerable, tender neck and inviting the sharp teeth to sink in deeply, piercing reality, puncturing any sense of virtue or reason. Once you are violated, you belong to them. They own you till one of you dies, and there is no denying it. The poison is in your blood, infecting every part of your body, mind, and soul. You surrender to it, even though you know it will cost you your very life. You recline and bare your chest and pull them closer as they ravage your very exist- existence, your, your essence, in the unholiest of ways. This can all too easily become the narrative of the person who has submitted to the seduction of the covert somatic narcissist. But it doesn't have to end that way. 
you can reclaim the life that you so willingly gave away and purge the poison that has flowed into every pore of your being. Sadly, there are so many things you must do to restore your very existence after surrendering to the narcissist. The road back is treacherous and fraught with many dangers that will challenge even the strongest of survivors. So here we go. The first step is the reckoning. Know what they are. Understand how they became what they are. Don't expect them to be capable of being anything else other than what they are. Next, arm yourself with knowledge and wear the armor of acceptance. Um, so that's important. You have to place reminders throughout your whole space to help you achieve this goal. Read these little reminders, the sticky notes, the, the messages to yourself, the mantras. You memorize them, you repeat them, you whisper them like prayers. Once you know, understand, and accept, then you're going to be ready to proceed on to your actual recovery journey. But these are like the first steps. So I've come up with a dirty dozen a dirty dozen reality reminders that nobody wants to hear. You're coming out of a shared fantasy that you've been in with this person where you're both delusional and, and um, living in, an, in a world of magical thinking and rainbows and sparkly glitter and puppies and unicorns and stuff. Yeah. When you hit the ground, it, it's a hard fall and, and it takes your breath away and you're, you're discombobulated, but you got to get up, pull yourself together, and remember these 12 things. Number one, when you surrender your power to a mentally ill person with the limbic system of a toddler, it's irrational and delusional. Don't do it. Number two, you cannot heal them, fix them, change them, or help them. Number three, do not abandon yourself for a person who is going to abandon you as soon as your fuel becomes stale or you don't offer them the things that they need to survive. Number four, they are brain damaged and mentally ill people who are incapable of giving you what you need. Number five, the shared fantasy will always end and you will be forced to come back to reality because none of it, nothing in the relationship is real. Number six, your relationship with them is harming the people around you who actually care about you. Do not deny this and stick your head in the sand Pay attention to the people around you that you care about and look at what this is doing to them. Number seven, the red flags are there. Of course they are. And your intuition tells you to run. Of course it does. 
but you refuse to look. You refuse to act. You have to be brave and turn around when you see those red flags waving. Number eight, people with NPD are frozen at the emotional age of somewhere between four and six years of age. So expecting them to act as adults is impossible. They are incapable. What are you thinking? Number nine, they don't know what is wrong with them and can't self-reflect or accept responsibility for anything they do. And they never will. They never will. Number 10. They live in a different reality than you. They play with a different rule book. And their magical thinking makes them believe that things that are real are not even true. So their whole sense of, of reality is so warped and convoluted, it doesn't resemble the real world at all. Number 11, no empathy for your suffering, no remorse or guilt, no morals or virtue, no love or intimacy. You have to accept this is the condition that they have and they are not capable of these things I just mentioned and they never will be. And so thinking that that's going to change is foolish and irrational thinking on your part. And finally, number 12, your death is the price you pay to love them. And make no mistake, it is a whole death, death of body, death of mind, death of soul. The truth is that these disordered individuals are sick human beings who can ne neither be uh, healed or helped and never be healthy in any way. The longer that you stay in this mutual land of make-believe, the sicker and weaker you are going to become. They feed off of you and unconsciously co-opt your personality traits, use up all the residual benefits you have to offer and suck you dry of all the fuel, which means attention, adoration, affection, and all of that. By the time they have completed the cycles of abuse, which is like idealization, then devaluation, then discard, nothing will remain of you except a husk or shell of your former self. You know, it could take months, years, or even decades to cycle through the three stages of abuse, but a person with NPD will always cycle through the cycles of abuse, and the ending will always be the same. Always, with no exception, regardless of how long it takes. So you need to read the 12 doses of reality that I just went over with you or listen to them every day. Prepare to get, a, get to a place where you believe these things and you accept them as truth. Then, and only then, can you begin to heal yourself 
and create a life that's free, a life that is free from predatory people, toxic dysfunctional relationships, and just things that are unhealthy, unholy, and unacceptable. That's it, guys. Much love. Hi, and welcome to NARC, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Collaborators, home of NARC Troopers. If you like today's episode, visit me at NARC Troopers to find more podcast articles, uh, video vlog, and some trooper toolkit uh, that you can get to launch your recovery into hyperspeed. Okay, so today we're going to talk about a reality check for survivors of narcissistic abuse. And we're going to talk about the things that we need to remember in order to get free from the trauma. You know, it's so easy to get lost in the woods when we stray off the path to entertain an irresistible and decadent wolf in sheep's clothing. In fact, when we venture out into the wild with these beautiful beasts, it is also easy to fall into a rabbit hole, get stuck in a trap, or forget our way back. The scariest part of all of this is that we don't even look for a rescue after a while. We step into a world of savage beauty and fierce danger, closing our eyes and only feeling their warm, soft hand as they lead us to their sacrificial altar where we will be slaughtered and consumed. Anything that remains is simply burned to ashes. There will be no trace that you ever even existed. You are devoured, gobbled up, torn to pieces, shreds even, annihilated. It is incomprehensible to imagine the horrors of being eaten alive. And the worst part is that you allow it. You lust for it, long for it, passively bearing your vulnerable, tender neck and inviting the sharp teeth to sink in deeply, piercing reality, puncturing any sense of virtue or reason. Once you are violated, you belong to them. They own you till one of you dies and there is no denying it. The poison is in your blood, infecting every part of your body, mind, and soul. You surrender to it, even though you know it will cost you your very life. You recline and bare your chest and pull them closer as they ravage your very exist existence, your, your essence, in the unholiest of ways. This can all too easily become the narrative of the person who has submitted to the seduction of the covert somatic narcissist. But it doesn't have to end that way. You can reclaim the life that you so willingly gave away and purge the poison that has flowed into every pore of your being. 
Sadly, there are so many things you must do to restore your very existence after surrendering to the narcissist. The road back is treacherous and fraught with many dangers that will challenge even the strongest of survivors. So here we go. The first step is the reckoning. Know what they are. Understand how they became what they are. Don't expect them to be capable of being anything else other than what they are. Next, arm yourself with knowledge and wear the armor of acceptance. Um, so that's important. You have to place reminders throughout your whole space to help you achieve this goal. Read these little reminders, the sticky notes, the, the messages to yourself, the mantras. You memorize them, you repeat them, you whisper them like prayers. Once you know, understand, and accept, then you're going to be ready to proceed on to your actual recovery journey. But these are like the first steps. So I've come up with a dirty dozen a dirty dozen reality reminders that nobody wants to hear. You're coming out of a shared fantasy that you've been in with this person where you're both delusional and, and um, living in a, in a world of magical thinking and rainbows and sparkly glitter and puppies and unicorns and stuff. Yeah. When you hit the ground, it's a hard fall and, and it takes your breath away and you're, you're discombobulated, but you got to get up, pull yourself together, and remember these 12 things. Number one, when you surrender your power to a mentally ill person with the limbic system of a toddler, it's irrational and delusional. Don't do it. Number two, you cannot heal them, fix them, change them, or help them. Number three, do not abandon yourself for a person who is going to abandon you as soon as your fuel becomes stale or you don't offer them the things that they need to survive. Number four, they are brain damaged and mentally ill people who are incapable of giving you what you need. Number five, the shared fantasy will always end and you will be forced to come back to reality because none of it, nothing in the relationship is real. Number six, your relationship with them is harming the people around you who actually care about you. Do not deny this and stick your head in the sand Pay attention to the people around you that you care about and look at what this is doing to them. Number seven, the red flags are there. Of course they are. And your intuition tells you to run. Of course it does. But you refuse to look. You refuse to act. You have to be brave and turn around when you see those red flags waving. 
Number eight, people with NPD are frozen at the emotional age of somewhere between four and six years of age. So expecting them to act as adults is impossible. They are incapable. What are you thinking? Number nine, they don't know what is wrong with them and can't self-reflect or accept responsibility for anything they do. And they never will. They never will. Number 10, they live in a different reality than you. They play with a different rule book and their magical thinking makes them believe that things that are real are not even true. So their whole sense of, of reality is so warped and convoluted, it doesn't resemble the real world at all. Number 11, no empathy for your suffering, no remorse or guilt, no morals or virtue, no love or intimacy. You have to accept this is the condition that they have and they are not capable of these things I just mentioned and they never will be and so thinking that that's going to change is foolish and irrational thinking on your part and finally number 12 your death is the price you pay to love them and make no mistake it is a whole death death of body death of mind, death of soul. The truth is that these disordered individuals are sick human beings who can ne neither be uh, healed or helped and never be healthy in any way. The longer that you stay in this mutual land of make-believe, the sicker and weaker you are going to become. They feed off of you and unconsciously co-opt your personality traits, use up all the residual benefits you have to offer, and suck you dry of all the fuel, which means attention, adoration, affection, and all of that. By the time they have completed the cycles of abuse, which is like idealization, then devaluation, then discard, Nothing will remain of you except a husk or shell of your former self. You know, it could take months, years, or even decades to cycle through the three stages of abuse. But a person with NPD will always cycle through the cycles of abuse. And the ending will always be the same. Always with no exception, regardless of how long it takes. So you need to read the 12 doses of reality that I just went over with you or listen to them every day. Prepare to get, a, get to a place where you believe these things and you accept them as truth. Then, and only then, can you begin to heal yourself and create a life that's free a life that is free from predatory people, toxic dysfunctional relationships, 
and just things that are unhealthy, unholy, and unacceptable. That's it, guys. Much love.